Watch who? Hello. Hello. And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. <laughs> I tried something and I'm tired and it went weird. <laughs> I didn't hit the note. I was going to say something. No. Kylie has a new album out. I don't know why that popped in my head. As Yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I've got this car here. Should we go for a drive? <laughs> yes. Yeah, both of us totally look like we should be kids in a boarding school, don't we? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just get in the car. I can't drive, but it doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> okay, as we're driving along here, uh, I've got a few updates for you. Okay. What shall we go to first? Okay, actually, let's just go to the... Uh, most pressing one so far someone got in touch with us well actually Lucas got in touch with us he was updating our our Doskers wiki thanks Lucas and we forgot a category last Doskers what? that's why it went so quick (laughs) (laughs) yes I know I said to you I was like is that all of it? you were like yeah and I went and obviously it wasn't in the notes and I looked back on our video and we didn't even mention it in the video which is why we didn't do it in the thing we forgot best cliffhanger Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, my God. We have so many categories. I struggle to keep up. Um, so I do have one, okay. which <laughs> I could just announce now, which I did sort of mention to him that was one of them, but I didn't. Obviously, we haven't conferred on this. No, let's confer now. Well, the one I thought about was um, in Kinder, the snake one, where they open the box and she screams. Oh, yeah, okay. I can't... I mean, like, I struggle with remembering this season. You're asking me to go back to another season of Cliffhangers. What else was there? Um. Oh, maybe... What's his name? This is me taking the... I think that... His, when he lifted his head? Yeah. That's a good one. I'd have that Oh, one, actually. Yeah, yeah, maybe that should be it. Let's announce that, everyone. Okay. So the winner of season 19, Doskers, is... The face mask reveal! Yay! From Forte Doomsday! Yay! <laughs> well, while we're in the car, we might as well drive around to Biggin's house and deliver the Dosca there and then. Yeah, sure. Let's go, road trip. It took, yeah. I was saying to Mark just before, it took me eight hours of public transport to get from North to South Wales <laughs> yesterday, and I'm still feeling it. But, I mean, I did pretty much watch this all in one do. Minus a two-hour nap I had in between, but that's because I'm exhausted. I did really enjoy this, so. Oh, okay. Well, we'll. I've got a couple of other updates before we go into Mordred Undead. Uh, well, there was a Doctor Who trailer on TV last night. Oh, was that? Which, okay, it's for the new, it's obviously for the David Tennant ones coming up. Was it because Strictly was on? But just before Strictly, obviously yeah. prime time. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, it's... Great to see the trailers. I'm not that bothered about it. But the official BBC account did say this trailer's going to be on. So usually maybe that means there's going to be a bit of news, a bit of something. And it was a lot of what we've seen before. It looked really cool. It looked great. And it didn't actually have any big reveal, like anything new that we didn't know in it. But the official account posted after it was on and said, introducing Neil Patrick Harris as the toy maker. Amazing. So it's official. That's cool. 
that's that's what we all thought. Yeah. So the toy maker is back. So that's gonna be that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Like the toy so maker. We'll see, yeah. So we'll see what happens. And he was um heading in that Ark of Infinity, the toy maker guy. Yeah. The other week. Um, and then the other bit of news, everyone, of course, New Neighbours started this week. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Which we have to mention, don't we? <laughs> I think half the people listen are like, yay, and half the half of them are like, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that category. I know people love it, so I let it happen. So it's on four days a week, Monday to Thursday, Yeah. on Amazon, and we get it in the UK at 7am on Amazon, so watch any time. Really good so far. Very much everything looks just a bit more brighter and the sets look a bit larger. They've slightly changed a few things around, but it's still a recognisable show. Not that much. Yeah, yeah. Major difference. The big thing, though, obviously they're going to have to have a twist in the first episode to get everyone talking. And I won't go into all the ins and outs, but there was a wedding and it was like two characters that you would never expect to be getting married and they did it really well they crafted it so you thought it was somebody else getting married and then right at the very end there was like a reveal to see who it was so they did it really really wow, well that's cool oh the only other thing is neighbor's guy did send me a video, a video on friday it just nothing no text or anything literally just a video of madge on the beach doing something from the 90s it won't even play now i just got it out of the blue of course um, I think he's just filmed it. It's he's playing it on Amazon. He's just filmed it off Amazon, so it's not like he's just sharing. He's got that. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, but no tech, nothing. Just that video, right? So that's how it starts, I, and then the nudes come. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll ask <laughs> Madge, and then <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, I'll just say, "How are you enjoying the new series? Are, are you glad?" No, it's Mark, stop entering conversation with this man. Surely he's excited there's new series. Maybe that now there's a new series, he won't be worried about getting all, all the old stuff. What are you want about? Actually, no. Do you know what? I'm so intrigued. I want him. I want to hear the no or something. Oh yes, <laughs> I kind of want to ask him. Okay, I will message right now and let's see if anything turns up. I'm, I'm so like chaotic evil sometimes. Are you enjoying the new series? Maybe he's worried about how he's going to record it. Because if it's on streaming... I think there's ways you can get stuff off, off Amazon to download yeah, it. Yeah, I'm wondering keep. maybe if he's, like, wondering how he's going to, mm. you know. Has he got the time? I mean, this is episode 8,900 and something. Once you got them all, what are you going to do? Just watch them all again? Maybe anyway, you're like, should... oh... 2,463, that was my favourite. Yeah, I'm probably like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what Doctor Who's like, love. It's been 60 years. Not as yeah, but many, not, but you can but, be like, oh, yeah, I like that one. Let's watch that. No, there's not as many. There's only about 700, I think, in the whole classic. I think 700 what and something. Episodes? Individual episodes, yeah. Anyway, we should talk about today's story, Mordrin Undead. Yeah. The coolest title ever. A lot happening in this one. I really like this one. Yeah, I enjoy, like I said, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. A couple of surprises in there as well. Fun surprises. I don't understand. Oh, sorry, Siri, since she doesn't understand me. Um, 
Yeah, a couple of fun surprises. Where should we start? Should we go through the story, or do you want to start yeah, off with that? At least let's start going through the story. Okay. Well, we are back on Earth. Yeah. It's 1983. Three. Yeah. Yes, 1983, and we've got Turlo and Hippo at this boy's school <laughs> stealing I'm a car. I'm going to forget his name. Like, and it kept Turlo, isn't it? Turlo, yeah. Turlo. They do not look like the kids at all. Oh no, they're not. No, I mean, like it just made me laugh. Like because Adric did, and then they're in their uniforms, and they look like they're in their twenties in uniforms. <laughs> I don't know. It just looks weird. <laughs> Both so that, of them. That happens nowadays, though, doesn't it? Like everything is like. I know. I know. Well, it's more it's American. Actually, I think it's a little. I mean, no, because you've got like like normally in an American thing, people aren't in uniform, but you believe it because they're in that oh we're saying that this because they're in a high school setting but they're not in a uniform i think it's the fact they're in like the uniform with the hats and the shorts and stuff i don't know it just made me laugh yeah it's um but it's a nice it's a nice change to what we've had so far um and we get a lot of reveals straight away so one it's the brigadier's car that they've stolen i know yeah are you happy that the Brigadier's back? Yeah, and like, but they were saying the Brigadier, and I kept thinking, like, is it our Brigadier? Is this a, because, you know, we've had that sometimes before where there'll be something similar and it's it's not. Because you don't see him for a while. And no, and did you, so did you, you didn't recognise him or you were initially. Like... It took me a while. I'm trying to, it was maybe even when the doctor first starts talking to him and being like, ah, oh, Brigadier. Um, like that, I was like, "Yeah, I can see that now." But it took me a while because he ain't got the stash. Not well. One of them doesn't. No, yeah. <laughs> one of them doesn't have the stash, and like he also like his hair's dark. He just looks different. He just looks. But she's you know he's older. He's supposed to. Well, staying on the brigadier a minute. Obviously, he's retired from unit supposedly, and he's teaching at this school. And this is a lot where you know when. Everyone was like, when are the unit stories set? Is it 70s or 80s? This is like the story that messes it all up because it's 1983 where the Brigadier is retired and teaching. And he says he retired, no, I can't speak, retired like six, seven years earlier? Well, then the 19... frame of when he retired. So the 1977 Brigadier is also teaching there. So that's 1977. Yeah. So then everyone's like, well, the unit stories are set in the 80s. Well, they can't be set in the 80s because... If the Brigadier retired in 77, then they all would have had to happen within, like, I don't know, seven years, maybe, yeah, yeah. which, um, yeah, so that messes it all up, the whole time thing. This is, like, one of the big stories that everyone's like, well, that's just ruined all the unit stuff that has caused all the problems. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. When they were doing this story, obviously, it's the 20th anniversary, so that's why we're getting all these oh, return yeah, yeah. things. Originally, it was written for Ian. Oh, that would have been sweet. I know, which is why he's the Brigadier's a teacher at the school. And he um, just the actor couldn't make the dates, and that was the only reason. So then they swapped it out for the Brigadier. So, I, I mean, it would have been great for Ian. I mean, Brigadier and Ian, they're both just as good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it um, just I think it is weird that the Brigadier is a teacher. I don't know, it didn't do you know what? I didn't find it too weird because he was always quite like for it's a boarding school that he's at. And like he was always very like to the rules and formal. It's a bit weird that he was teaching maths, 
But also, if he's been in like a secret organization that we don't talk about, like it also kind of fit that like he's doing something like this. I, I didn't find it too strange, but I can see, yeah, with Ian being a teacher, and yeah, that would have been nice. And then we get the Black Guardian as well. Yeah, that was a bit of a flashback as well. You will be destroying one of the most evil creatures in the universe. He calls himself the Doctor. So it's the same actor that played the Black Guardian in the oh, was it? end of the key to time. That. I did wonder that, yeah. Although we didn't really get to see the Black Guardian very well at all last time. Like, but he's... He wasn't such like, oh yeah, that's you. But I did think like, oh, I wonder if this is the same person. Yeah, yeah. And he's got, well, he looks completely different now. He's got that sort of crow on his I'm head and everything. Crow on his head. <laughs> oh my God. The gar- we have a crow on your head. Well, the Black Guardian is totally going to have to be on the Clothes Watch Awards. At some point. Yeah, I think you're probably right. He had like a whole headpiece, like not just a crow, there was like other things going on, yeah. So when all of this is happening with Turlo and obviously oh, the Black Guardian wants Turlo to, to kill the Doctor, Yeah. were you following that? Because no. the weird thing, I never followed, whenever I, when I first watched this, it took me a while to get my head round that Turlo is not from Earth. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't that clear to me either. I thought that he was just... I mean, it's hinted that like he doesn't have parents and they talk to some weird being, which I'm guessing is the Black Guardian. No, that's the thing. I thought that, actually, when I very first watched it. So they don't really go into his backstory very much. I mean, this is pretty... It's not any spoilers or anything. But no, Sotelo is from another planet. He is an alien. And I think there was, like a war or something where he was. So he was sort of put into, like, protection. So the solicitor is whoever deals with his race of, like, placing... And I don't know why he's in a boarding school. <laughs> like, yeah, that whole thing's weird, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he, that's that's his sort of story. But it doesn't it doesn't make it off. You know when, like, Adric died and we had all of his background and all of that stuff? There's nothing. They're just thrown in and we just have to accept it. And it was... I didn't find it that clear. I quite like it, though. I thought that he was... Like, you know, when he goes into that, like, and he's like, I'm your protector and all this. I thought that he was, like, chosen because he was like, I'm going to align for the doctors to come here. I know that you're unhappy and you're like, that's what I just presumed. And then later on when it's like, oh, he's family said no correspond. I was like, oh, maybe that's the Black Guardian. I don't know. Because he knows about transmats and he talks about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so but the Black also, Guardian. That's another thing. Like, did he know about all that but then when he was put into the space thing he was like what's going on and and then does he have the knowledge was it like he was just like unaware of it that happened now he has oh yeah no no so yeah that's the thing it's not always clear but no he is a, an alien trapped there and he's obviously bored because it's like beneath him to be at the school and stuff so he does know about space stuff he does know about that it just happens that the black guardian got him maybe because the black guardian knew he was an alien or something but it's not nothing really to do with the black guardian he's just randomly chosen him but he is an alien independently and knows all of that on his own but yeah it doesn't go into it really because we're just used to like your normal sort of earth person being whisked up in everything yeah yeah and yeah it really did confuse me when i first watched it i was like what yeah because it's i mean there's not really much time there's a lot that happens in the story it's each episode is full of 
twists and turns and lots going on. And it didn't feel overwhelming. Ironically, though, his the t- what was his name? Turnbridge. Turlow. Turlow. I just can't get his name in my head. Turlow character didn't really add much for me in terms of the overall story. Of then he's introduced and we know he's trying to kill the doctor, and then when it becomes apparent that he doesn't want to do all that, I, I wasn't like blown away by him and his presence. He didn't really add anything. Like, all he's trying... He tries to kill the Doctor. We're really jumping around now, but he tries to kill the Doctor, fails. He tries to separate the Brigadiers, fails. Like, he just does a lot of, like, things that don't work out. It's not like any of the other characters. And also, each time, they sort of work it out themselves. Like, the Doctor doesn't get killed by a rock because he um, blows back the thing. The Brigadier literally unlocks the door and gets out. It's not like other characters needed to come and save them. And then they're all just like, oh, yeah, you can come and join us on the ship. Yeah, but they do they sort of say that on the making of. Like, Peter Davidson says that. He's like, he, he's obviously not going to kill the Doctor. He can't kill the Doctor. So all it is is just finding ways of him not to be able to kill the Doctor and keep him away. So therefore, he has to run down corridors and be separated because otherwise he'll just go and kill the Doctor and that's not the story so it is all it's sort of set up it's interesting though to set up to have someone like that that's not trustworthy that's coming oh yeah, yeah. It's, and be- i mean it's a great little additional character especially like right at the end when he's like i thought at the end that he was going to pull some trick and then they say something it's not even said like he's an alien other than he understands this stuff it all happens so fast as soon as the doctor meets him he's like right well we're going back remember yeah it's a different way of doing it but it also has They've written themselves into a into a, a wall, a hole, yeah. whatever. They've written, mean, they can't get, like, it's... By making it that interesting, they can't really do much with it because they've... I think it would have been more interesting him discovering that thing. Maybe he was out, he walked into the sphere, and it's like, finally, like, oh, my gosh, and I've been... In, like, without, you almost didn't need the Black Guardian stuff. I think it would have been more interesting if he was like, I just want to get out of here. I just want to leave. And that almost gets in the way of them trying to do stuff. He's just constantly trying to like, you know, change things. And then like, oh no, he's changed. I don't know. It it almost him being like, you need to kill this guy. Now you need to, I don't know. I just, it didn't add any, because for me, the interesting story was the two timelines, the two brigadiers. And then who was this guy that's obviously not the doctor. That was in, that was all interesting for me. T boy was like, or T bird. Let's call him a T bird, like Grace. T bird was like this additional thing that I wasn't really following that set it up and was interesting, but didn't add anything to the story for me. But you don't know how sort of bad he is. Is he going to do it? I think he only agreed with the Guardian because he wants to get off the planet. But that's and that's the other thing as well. He, it's all very sinister, and you sometimes you're like, oh, he's he's trying to be helpful because he says us like the doctor, you know, he's he's, but then he'll come back like that scene at the end of the TARDIS. He looks evil again. Like you never know where you are with him or what. But I think that's quite good. I like that. And it's fun. It kind of reminded me of the whole, and maybe it's just having the um the Brigadier there, but it did remind me of the whole like era of the Third Doctor for some reason. Oh. I don't know why. Maybe it was just like how, you know, where we had like, where we had like the master and we there's like this, con- you know, it kind of, those sorts of stories where we've got something going on and then that's happening. And, you know, that whole period where we had 
the unit, the master, the doctor, the companions, you know? I don't know. Something in the story did remind me a bit of that sort of period of time. We had Mike Yates, who was a traitor for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Just something in the writing and the feel of it. Well, speaking about the writing, this is the same writer that wrote Time Flight, the Concord one. So he's done much better this time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, Tegan and Nissa are not having any of it, especially when they first meet Turlo and at the end as well. They look at each other like, t- especially Tegan, she is not trusting him. She is not him. having any of the men. Like, Tegan's not happy with the Brigadier. She's not happy with t- T-Bird. And she's still in that outfit. It's really annoying me now that she is in that <laughs> outfit. <laughs> It looks so bad. You could, I just can't unsee how uncomfortable that cardigan that It doesn't fit. There's bits of... It's just all creased up when she's walking around. I mean... and But Nissa's in a better outfit this time. Nissa's I really like Nissa. Right. I really liked Nissa's outfit. This feels like a little mini renaissance for Nissa after being in that purple thing for a whole season and like not really doing much. She just feels really set and comfortable this season. Mm. Like a different sort of feel to her. I'm enjoying her in different outfits. Like Tegan, I wondered because why she hadn't changed is because she says she wants to go home. She's still going on about those nightmares and she's like, can you take me back? And I wonder if it's just because she's going back. So there's no point in changing if she's saying, I want to go home. Well, Tegan's timeline, it has just happened with, obviously she talks about the Mara and stuff. So it's like she's just woken up from all of that and off they go again. So it's right it straight away. In another sense, it was a bit annoying for her to be talking about going home. Because I was like, that was literally an entire season last time. And then this time you've chosen to stay. You actually went like, oh, I can come with you. It all seemed really positive. And then they're already writing like, can I go home? I was like, we literally had a season of that. It's yeah, just lazy writing. She's been had trauma last week with the whole Mara thing again. I know, but also it's different than the first time. Like this time she, volunteer- she voluntarily came back. You know that you're going to have issues when... I mean, you could argue, I guess, like, it's because she was under the influence of the Mara. That's why she went back. I don't know. For me, it just felt a bit lazy. Some of that felt a bit lazy writing. But then we've got, yeah, this storyline of... So they land on this other ship, and the the sets look amazing, like this sort of art deco. Oh, yeah, all the sets. I Throughout, actually, all the sets were amazing. I liked all the filming stuff, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks really good. So on this ship... This is where, yeah, it gets a little bit with the time zones and stuff. It's really interesting, though, the way they do it. So this capsule goes down, and we're going between 83 and 77. We've said about the end of part one, Turlo gets the rock and everything, so that's all happening. I, it's funny how that obelisk thing, where you where that thing lands and where the school is, if you see it's so far away in the distance, there it's miles, and they're up and down from the school and back so many times. <laughs> like the Brigadier says as well, if I've got to do this one more time. But it's so far away, they must be knackered walking up and down that, that hill. Uh, I thought that was quite funny. Um, I like how then, yeah, so the time thing... I love how where obviously the uh, brigadier doesn't recognise the doctor, and he's trying to jog his memory and everything. And I I really like how when the doctor and the brigadier are talking in eighty three, it's like oh Tegan and Nissa have gone to seventy seven, you know this. And when they work that out, and then it cuts back to Tegan in seventy seven, and then it back and they're talking about it. I love how that's cut back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And it's the jubilee, and then 
the Doctor realises when the Brigadier's telling the story and everything. I love how that works with the two. And then you've got the two Brigadiers. I loved having the two Brigadiers. Well, bless my soul. So you've done it again, Doctor. And we, I'm surprised we haven't had anything like that before all this time with time travel stuff. For a time travel show, Doc, at the moment, Doctor Who doesn't really mess with... Doctors. Well, we've had the yeah you know, the multiple doctors thing, but in in like cutting back to two time zones, we haven't we don't really do that very much. No, no, you're right, but it does work. It's really good. And then Tegan and Nissa are a little bit silly when so there's this random guy just turns up in the capsule all burnt and stuff. I get that because actually initially I was like. Because obviously we're seeing like the doctor sat there and in my head watching this again, I've not seen it before. I was thinking, are they, because we don't even know if they're in the past, future. We just know they're not in the same place. We haven't met the brigadier yet. They go and find the brigadier. Like, because it's only, so yeah, he's having that conversation and then he mentions Tegan and then we see Tegan visiting. So we know we're in the past. But up until that point, they've managed to get him into the thing. I'm thinking like, have they gone in the future? And something's happened to the doctor, and that's why they're bringing him in. And the doctor has to fix it before that happens. That's what I was thinking. So it's only when, like, we mentioned the brigadier that I realised they're in the past, and that's when I was like, "But they don't even know they're in the past." Oh my gosh, this is so complicated to explain. <laughs> yeah. But then you, but you, the burnt guy, you're not sure who that is. No, no. But I mean, it doesn't look like the doctor. Yeah, but he also looks like a burnt guy. Like it, it's I really know. good makeup. I I did I did one like I genuinely didn't think it was a doctor. As in, sorry, I didn't know if it was a doctor. I believed that it could be the doctor. I mean, we've seen him go in there. I and we don't have timeline specifics yet. We haven't seen young brigadier yet. So it turns out that it's Mordrin. Yeah, um, on our, he... our namesake, as it were, for the episode. <laughs> yes. And really good idea. And when he sort when he turns around at the end of the episode, and he's That's it's like his brain thing. It's really great cliffhanger. Remember it's that really great. cliffhanger, Oscar Mark. Yes, we'll remember that. We won't forget again. <laughs> Mordrin turns round. <laughs> um, yeah, it look he looks really good. The makeup is really good. I never really understood. They're all wearing these sort of. I don't know if it's supposed to be their skin. It's like sort of flaky skin. I see it as these. They're sort of dress things that they've got on. But it's the it's the brain thing out in the top. For me, it's, it's the, cool the brain thing. and it's the the skirt at the bottom that you don't see their feet. So it looks like they're gliding when they move. And then so it turns out that these guys are the ones on the spaceship. They're like immortal and they want to use the doctor's regenerations, which is a is a good idea. Um I never really understood why Mordrin was burnt in the capsule, but he's obviously just tried to escape and he can't escape. That's I think that's what it is. Yeah, they talk about some... He, I think they said something. Again, I could be wrong. I might have misinterpreted it. Every few years, they stop and one of them goes out to try and work it out. And the over time, it's it's getting worse. So it must have been... I think like when they're in those things, they can exist. And obviously in the TARDIS, he gets better because it's the right environment. But anything outside of that... They're just so messed up from all of the work that he's obviously just tried to leave, been affected. It's the same point, maybe that the doctors messed with it. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just said something. Potentially, 
I'm sure people will tell me that I'm wrong, but... Yeah, um, as it goes on, though, yeah, you get a lot of Turlo talking to his crystal and talking to the Black Guardian, so every now and then. But I don't know, you've got to keep that up. You've got to have that threat. So we've got like double. Tell me a little bit about it. Just a little. We have just finished the exact same idea, like last week with Tegan. Tegan is talking to this other character and it's all in her mind and in her dreams. And then this week we start with this guy talking to a crystal, but this other guy that's like there and sometimes he's here. It's the exact same idea. And that's lazy. Like it is, it's the same, Mark. You can't say otherwise. You give me that look. No, it's not. It's a bit different. She might, well, he didn't ask for it either. It's neither of them asked to be taken over. They're both talking to some evil force that's trying to convince them to do terrible things. It's exactly Um, the same. Well, sort of. I think this is done better, though. The only difference is that Tegan sort of went away for a bit, whereas this is like... But, I mean, to me, that's lazy. A bit like I saw that as... Maybe that's why I really struggled as well with just that whole storyline and that character. I was just like, we've literally... Just close. Like, they even say, she's like, will he follow me? And we're like, no, no, he's gone. And we've got it again. Okay, well, we'll see what happens because it might not be over yet. Obviously, Turlo has decided to stay, but he's still not, but it but hasn't I'll, been I'll resolved. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I could be wrong. But if, like, it's going to go two ways, I think. He's either going to try and side with the doctor because he realises he's a good man he doesn't want to kill him, or it's going to carry on and he's going to still have these influences of things. Because he either rejoiced at it being broken, or he's still going to have these bad influences with the Black Guardian, and he's like, in which case, that is exactly what Tegan was. It's the same. It's exactly the same. So while we're talking about Turlo, were you just thinking he would, his story would finish there? Like when he said, can I join you? I wasn't expecting that. I thought there was going to be some sort of like odd cliffhanger as in like he was going to try something or they were going to kick him out i wasn't expecting that and i was not expecting the doctor to just be like seems like you haven't shake his hand as if like well you're a good kid because there's a little bit where the doctor finds that crystal in turlo's bed and looks at it so you're never sure because obviously the doctor supposedly doesn't know about the black guardian or turlo or anything you're like does he know anything does he suspect anything is that why he asked turlo to go with him all the time and be around be with him rather maybe doesn't trust you don't really know so he's also very like from the start open to working with this guy and just like yep off you come yeah a bit too easily really yeah really easily yeah so I think that's played quite well. But obviously, Nissa and Tegan are like, ugh. But Nissa and Tegan have quite a lot to do in there. Like, Tegan, as usual, she's running around up and down the hill a lot. I mean, Nissa gets that stuck in the TARDIS a little bit. But I, li- I like it where they're working out, when they find Mordrin and stuff, and they're both, like, yeah, working fact, together. She didn't feel stuck in the TARDIS. It felt like when she was there, she was doing stuff. It wasn't like, you stay here, I'm going to go off. Um, it felt, yeah, I, I like I said, I think this is a little bit of a renaissance season for... Nissa. Oh, she had a little bit of renaissance recently. The bit where they're stuck, obviously they get infected or something, where they go old and then young. Yeah, that's oh, funny. Oh my God, the two kids that they get. The hair, it's the hair on the two kids. And I was looking really intently like, is that a wig? 
Or have they styled their hair to look like that? They put the wigs on. They've got mini outfits. That poor girl with the Tegan's corset, terrible outfit that she has to wear and the haircut that she has to have. So the the young Nissa is um, Lucy Benjamin. She was Lisa in EastEnders. She shot Phil Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's young her. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. There was someone at, at uni, she came into... I think she came into like PC World or something. <laughs> Lucy Bench. When someone said, I love you in EastEnders, and she walked out, I was like, oh, thank you. That's the story. <laughs> what are you going to say? And I love you, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I bet somebody has, I bet she's done a signing somewhere for this. Oh, for sure. For Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. For that one, <laughs> like, one scene. Tiny. Yeah. But it, the makeup when they're going like older and stuff. It's yeah, really, that was, it's really good. Like, it's really effective. We haven't really even seen. I suppose we had those. You know, the vampires were a bit like that, yeah. weren't they? Um, but I like that idea where actually, yeah, the Doctor has to help now because Mordrin, when when the Doctor's like, we can't help, we're going. You're like, that's too easy, you know. And they let them go quite easily. And you're like, there's something. And I like that how it affects Nissa and Tegan. So he's got to do it for his companions. Um, and then you get the tension of the two brigadiers wandering around. There's a lot of co- uh, what's it choreographed corridor acting, <laughs> where there's one that that must be a nightmare to work out. Like one's walking that way and doing like split screen and stuff. So I'm guessing it is the same actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, look, I was going to say it must be like it's and like so when he's older. But what they've done for the moderner one is they've darkened his hair and given him a mustache. Yeah. So like they must have had okay, we're going to film your modern stuff today in the ship and then, like, the next day or, or whatever way around, you know. They must have had to split it that way. Yeah. It was really... I know I'm really jumping here. I really loved when they met and that moment. That was great. I don't know. I just... I wasn't sure what to expect. I wasn't sure what was going to happen and I did enjoy it. Yeah, and that wraps up the Mordrin part of it, that it all short-circuits and saves everyone and everything. It's very clever. Like, the plot is actually... I feel like this is one of the more sophisticated plot lines we've got because you have got Turlo and the Black Guardian and you've got all the Brigadier stuff and the Mordrin stuff. There's a, like there's just plenty for a four-part story, but it doesn't feel... It, but it all fits really well. It doesn't feel like... Like I said, the only thing, and I'm guessing, especially, well, I didn't know at the time, obviously, but I'm guessing because now he's going to join them that he'll be in the next story. So, you know, T-Bird even though I didn't enjoy his storyline in this, I don't really get it. I feel like the whole point is to set up that he is doing that. For me, like I say, it wasn't the main part of the story. But then there's still a bit of humour in there. The Brigadier brings some humour there. Yeah. About like- I loved, that, I loved um, Tegan calling him a chauvinist or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, of course he's not going to get on with Tegan. Tegan and the Brigadier. Like, she's not the, when he's like, you girls stay here and all of that. But that's like the Brigadier. That's the that's Brigadier. The brigadier. And that's like his, which is why in some ways it wasn't that strange that he was a teacher. Yeah. It, oh, imagine with the two Ians wandering around if there was, if it was Ian. That would have been great. Yeah. But it was fun being the Brigadier in another way. It was kind of fun that it was, because he like I liked that he was like, well, I've seen him regenerate twice, and he has. <laughs> I liked all that sort of stuff, and uh, it it really fit to who that character was when they're like, well, you know, it could be the Doctor. We have to like it fit with everything that he knows and understands. And yeah, that was a really good moment actually when 
he's Mordrin is saying, "Let me go. I need to go." And then Nissa and the Brigadier are like, "Well, we've got to believe him." And then Tegan's like, "No, like Tegan, no, she's." And when she sort of turns around and she's like, "Oh, I had to do that." And actually, yeah, Tegan gets um, the bit where everyone's saved, and then she says to the Doctor at the end, "Thank you for." you were going to sacrifice we don't really get moments like that in the story with the doctor and the, the companion saying thank you to the doctor and like there's some really nice moments for the characters in this as well as a good story so um i knew you'd like this one i thought you would because there's so I much did, there's yeah. so much to this this also says the last few weeks i mean we've been talking about when we've had busy weeks and we've to sit and watch this but i would say this week i've had a busier week than most i've been traveling and stuff i've not had chance but I watched this and enjoyed it. So yes, sometimes I think things can be influenced, but I'm just as tired, if not more this week, from traveling. And it just shows what an impact having a good story makes. And Because like, we've been able to talk about this for quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, for makes a change from last we've week. Sorry, say. everyone. <laughs> yeah. But like, but there's, there's so, I mean, you know, I feel like in some ways we could keep talking about it. Like, there's, there's definitely, I mean, we've talked a little bit about the costumes and we've talked about the set and stuff. Like, the sets are brilliant. Um, but it, it shows that, like, it really does come down to what that story is as to sometimes how much we have to say. Well, did you notice the music in... The mu- I mean, like, the music felt different. That's why it reminded me. The music, me of it's a bit more sort of like... That. Yeah, everything about it felt, it felt different. I really... I was brought in by the two storylines, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out where they are, what's going on, as they are. Um, everything, even though there's so much going on, and like I say, some things don't have great detail, and this is what happens when we have to sit here and ana- like analyse it all. Some bits you could follow enough to like keep you going, keep interested. I loved how it all tied together. Mm. And, it, was, it was good. And all the acting was great there wasn't anyone going over the there top there was no like, like more dream i would argue actually this one like we talk about like you know out of doc you know out of the three who was the strongest and it's really hard on this one because i think everyone was strong i think the doctor playing two great moments for the doctor i loved him sat there this doctor there's really good chemistry between him and the brigadier even though these doctors have never met doc, you know what i mean like the actor I'm talking has not met the Brigadier and yet we have to believe that they have a whole rapport in history. But it did it all felt really natural and like fun. Um, Tegan has her moments like, you know, being bossy and knowing what's going on. Nissa was really great in this. Like I've, like I've said a few times, it's, she had loads to do. She was involved. She's really empathetic as well. And that comes across. That's like her character is very empathetic. Whereas Tegan's more practical and like, you know, and the guy playing Mordrin was did it quite well. He wasn't over the top. He's not really a villain as such, but he sort of is. He's the he's a victim. Yeah, he's the vi- yeah, he's victim. He's like he's a victim of his own making. Mm. He's played by the guy. Remember Zilda's bad acting in the robot one, where she's crying. Oh, you did. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the guy that was scared of robots in that one, that's Mordrin. That's oh, the same no guy. Way. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's really good in it. I mean, I thought all of that acting when he's trying to make them believe he's a doctor was really convincing because you're like, if I was in that, like, we know this happens and we know things are extreme. And he's so, like, 
passionately convincing on it. Like, I've got to get out. You're killing me. And all this, like, um, you kind of like, I can see why they'd be like, uh, yeah, okay. Don't want you to die just in case. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. And yeah, now we've got to see what happens with Turlo. See how that story yeah. comes Yeah. And that's out. also, I think it felt so rogue to me because I was not expecting him to come on at the end at all. He's officially a companion. Is he? In your book. In your book, yeah. Oh, yes, he is. Yes. Well, we'll see. Well, yeah, well. In your book of, like, you travel from one story to the next, well, if Katarina's there, then so is he. Well, Turlo, yeah, let's let's see what he's happens. He's had more airtime than Katarina did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, true. I don't know how long he's around for. I have no idea. I already feel like he had more airtime in this story than Katarina had in hers to become a companion. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, Katerina didn't do anything. Katerina <laughs> did nothing, and then she enters the ship, and then she's dead within an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never forget Katerina. <laughs> no, we will not. No buttons. This, this, it was fun. Well, What's the next one? The next story, four parts, is called Terminus. Right. Ooh. That sounds like terminal and sounds final or a travel to something. Terminus. No, because it's in us makes it sound final. Um, I think there'll be fire. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe. I think it'll be like, Terminus makes it sound lavery and fiery. Okay. I don't know. We shall see. We'll find out then. No, yeah, I think we've got some good stories coming up now. After the sort of shaky start of Amsterdam and Snake, um, yeah, well, the celebrations continue for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, just as we finish the 20th anniversary stories, the 60th will be starting. So looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. 60 years is a lot. Yeah. Coronation Street's more, but... Yeah, Coronation Street is like... 50, 60... It must be 70... I think it's done 75. I think Coronation Street has done 75. Um, One sec. Coronation... How long has? I mean, lucky VHS guy, neighbours guy, isn't Coronation Street guy because he'd have loads uh, to to chase up. So it began on 9th of December 1960. 60, 70, 80, 90, naughty. Oh, 10, 60. 70, well, Doctor Who was 63, so 60. Yeah, it's 63 years. Yeah. So actually, yeah. not that far from Doctor Who. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Well. We will, that, it, that it? is it. Yeah, we've we've done Mordred Undead, a cool time. Uh, we've we've done a Dosca nomination. We've done this. Yeah. It's been a productive episode. Yeah, a lot going. Well, um, we can park the car now uh, and go back to school. <laughs> we'll visit Matron. Also, just, just very quickly, and I'm going to save Mark a job. But halfway through this, the microphone cut out. So if I sound different in two halves, that's why. And Mark, I'm sure, will work his magic, and I probably don't. But just in case. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I think I, 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 I think you're right. It's fine. I'll find out, won't we? You'll know. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I've saved you the disclaimer now. <laughs> cool. Um, we will see you all next week then for Terminus, and you can follow us on Twitter, X, and Instagram at Two Watch Who, and you can support us at BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Two Watch Who. And we'll see you then. Bye. Thank you. Bye. To watch who?